0: Hey, my name is Ivanya Easley. I'm the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E, and this is the Closet Chronicles. This podcast is all about sharing with other fashion professionals our journeys, our stories, and of course, giving advice and feedback to grow and scale your fashion business, whatever that may be. And today we have a special guest, Erica Brown, and she is going to share her fashion journey and experience in fashion and retail, e-commerce, etc. So welcome, Erica. Thank you for having me. Um. Thank you for uh, joining us. I appreciate it. Woo! <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm I'm so looking forward to this conversation.
0: Likewise, likewise, and we didn't get to really like chat, chat because ever since we've met, we've been working. Um, as far as like, hey, you know, the sponsorship and Bloomingdale's and the fashion show. So, being able to hear your story, I'm excited as well as the audience to hear. So, tell me, how did you get started? <laughs> well. When I finished
1: school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, And I had majored in fashion merchandising. I was just about to
0: ask that. Where did you go and what did you major? I went to
1: Hampton. I went to Hampton University. Okay. Um, And I, you know, we all have this image in our heads. I'm going to be a buyer. I'm going to fly out to Milan and Paris. And that's going to be my life. (laughs) And what I didn't realize was it's a lot of analytics and math. Yeah. It's a lot of analytics and math. And um, so I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I joined um, as a Christmas seasonal, um, as a sales retail, like a sales professional, um, because my parents told me I had to start working. Um, And I did that. And what and in that experience, I learned that I actually loved it. I loved it. Um, and it was all the different points of fashion that I loved, but really the connectivity with the customer and the impacts of the customer really, um, you know, motivated me. And that's how I started my journey. Um, I worked in the luxury spaces um, and you name it in a four wall department store. Mm-hmm. Um, you name that job. I've had it right. Wow. And and I'm a big believer of, you know, you've got to really understand the business from soups to nuts, like how all the parts connect. I um, totally agree. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really how I started my journey. Um, I was a DKY specialist when DKY was at its at height. Okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, I still refer to that because that's where I really learned to hone my skills and how I connect and sell to the customer and also communicate with, with the merchants, here's what the customer is saying. Here's what they're looking for. Um, and so I, I like to highlight that. Um, so you want like my professional journey? What do you want?
0: <laughs> yes, uh, because I know you were formerly the general manager of Bloomingdale. So how did you get from DKNY specialist to Bloomingdale's manager?
1: Um, Well, so I worked at Saks Fifth Avenue for several years, and I held several roles, and I continued to grow and get promoted. Um, But there was also a willingness on my part to relocate, and I think a lot of young professionals don't realize, like, you've got to jump at the opportunities when they come at you instead of, you know, what 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 is ideal for me in that moment because it could be short sighted. Um, so um, I was able to, uh, and I was with Saks a total of about seven years. And but I was able to grow um, and experience different things. So I worked as a cosmetics manager. I worked as a, a manager's assistant. I worked as um, an operations manager. I worked as a senior merchandise manager. And and that's really like how the store is presented and the productivity of it. Um, And then I left because Saks at that time was all that I knew. And um, at that time, um, there weren't general managers that looked like me, you know, and felt like, wow, my opportunities are limited because I didn't see myself in, um, Bigger roles, if that yeah. makes sense. Yes, it does. So I went to Michael Cefina. I left. I went to Michael Cefina, and there um, I worked. And it was a privately owned family business, and one of the best experiences of of my professional life because I can pinpoint the growth and the exposure. Because when you work with a family business and a smaller business, your hands your hands are in everything right from the development of the mega the mega log which was like this catalog at the time um but it was like a fashion point of view um in respects to jewelry and home entertainment um to you know running a business on fifth avenue you know building a, a sales team yeah. um you know I- at, at even at some point, you know, I was traveling to Basel to, to help pick out the assortment and the development of a private label brand and jewelry. Um, I even went to GIA to get certified, right? To get I certified have. so that I could be the expert and it was it was fun right um and working again with the owners just gives you a different level of profile visibility that i wasn't getting working at a department store yeah um And then I went to a couple other retailers. Um, I went to Lauren Taylor for a short stint, um, and I went back to Saks, but in their outlet division, and this was when they were really expanding their outlet division. Um, And from there, like, I learned the difference of, you know, luxury and connectivity and developing a client base to productivity, um, conversion, um, you know, off price and, you know, driving units out of the door, very different business model. But at the end of the day, it's about still finding the fashion voice or the fashion point of view to the customer that,
0: you know, we're, um, we're serving. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, so from there, how did you end up at Bloomies? Um, so there was a recruiter there, um, at Bloomies
1: and I believe I talked to her for a year before wow. I got to Bloomingdale's. Um, and I think that that was the one thing that really attracted me, Bloomingdale's is the fact that they built and cultivated, a, she built and cultivated a relationship with me, um, because at the time I wasn't quite ready. Yeah. Um, and and then I joined Bloomingdale's and, you know, I joined uh, in 2008 um, and I was at the time uh, a group manager. It's it's a position that has been on, off again, on, off again. But if you remember, 2008 is also when, you know, the markets dropped. Right? Yeah. Because the recession started to. Yeah. And there was a resetting. So, you know, here I am joining this organization that I've talked to for about a year. And within four months of that, my role was eliminated. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> now? Yeah. I can't go back, you know. Um, and they had said to me, become an operations manager. And. Um, and at that point, I, you know, I hadn't had like really extensive um, experience in that piece of the business. Um, but again, you know, life's journeys is like twists and turns, and you 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 set your sight on a goal, but not realizing that, you know. The pivot or the change can really enhance your overall experience. And I would say me pivoting into the operations manager was exactly that. And, you know, building a network and a support system with, um, you know, within the organization and driving the business through that lens, but always, you know, keeping the customer first. And then I, I did that. I, I worked, um, in the city, city location, downtown city, Soho location, um, back in the group manager role. Um, I had a stint in the flagship and, you know, I encouraged everyone to take a tour of duty and within the flagship because there is at the heart of the DNA of the brand. Mm -hmm. Um, and I worked there really focusing on coaching executives, on building customer loyalty um, and did that for a couple years. Um, I then decided to relocate to Florida um, to be closer to Family Ties okay. and I took a position there, which again uh, is, I think, I don't know if that position still exists within the organization, but it ultimately was a combination of HR and operations, so I was the HR in operations for um, the Miami location. And there, it's almost like you have to use your left side and the right side of the brain, right? Wow! So one side is all about people-centric yeah. and development, and then the other side is fiscal responsibility. Yes, you know, driving profitability. Um, and and then I got promoted to the general manager role um, in Miami uh, for a couple years. And then relocated and got promoted to the general
0: manager role in Atlanta. Wow. So that's my journey. Now, the Atlanta market, just from talking to Kimberly and Miami market is different. Yes. How did you, I guess, or uh, navigate that difference? Or did um, I don't want to say did you like one over the other per se, but like what was the differences, I guess, from being in Miami and then now doing Atlanta? Because I hear Atlanta is a smaller store, smaller market. Um,
1: so yes and no. Okay. Atlanta is growing, right? Okay. Atlanta continues to grow, and there's a lot of opportunity here. Okay. Um, I'm curious, and it's expanding beyond just like the mecca, which is the Buckhead, but you know, different parts of Atlanta is really growing. Um, so I would say it's different. Um. I think the transition for me is really understanding who the customer is here okay. um, because the Atlanta customer, the, the makeup, the demographics of it is so different than majority of the Bloomingdale's. Okay. So it's a, it's a different customer okay. um, and it's a, it's it, but so it's bridging the gap between what that customer is looking for in their needs and as, as well as, you know, being a reflection of the core brand DNA within this marketplace. Okay. So, yeah. So I had to go to school. Who is the customer? Where do they hang out? What are, What's important to them? What organizations are they a part of? Um, you know, what are the customs? Um, you know, as well as going to school for the people that work there, right, and understanding their makeup, their background, their motivation, um, and then finding, okay, here are the trends. Here's what I'm hearing. Here's what I'm seeing within the marketplace or just around town. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes
0: sense. Now, did you get to go to Milan or any of the shows as you were working for all these major retailers and even the private family? Um, the private
1: family? No, no, I did not. No, okay. I traveled because the when I was working for the family, it was jewelry. Okay, so
0: not not apparel, not stuff. It's yeah. mm-hmm. okay, but um, not for any of the major department stores either.
1: No, but like you know, when um, there was Fashion Week in New York, yes. I attended some shows there. Okay, um, I've
0: done that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. What, I think, uh, like, what was your favorite part? Because, I mean, now that you have left, have you decided what you're about to do next or you're just on a break? I am on
1: a path of finding my purpose.
0: Oh, I love that. I love um, that.
1: Because I think too often, you know, you get tunnel vision on just going go, 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 go. Yeah. Whether it's responsibilities or commitments Yes. To- you know, upward mobility, your family, whatever, right? Yeah, just going, going, going. And I reached a stage in my life where I had to really kind of center on what are my core values and what's important to me? Um, and more importantly, what is my legacy? Yes. What am I living out to the world? How am I living
0: my purpose? Yes. I love that. Do you think it will be something in the industry?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so because um, I have an affinity for it. I have a love for it. I've done it for uh, I've worked in this industry for over several decades. Right. So does that (laughs) if you don't love it?
0: Exactly. Totally agree. Um, What is a common myth that you feel people have about, you know, your job or even just the industry itself? Oh, that is easy. <laughs> that is easy. You know. Wow. I have everyone saying
1: what you know how to do my job or what mm-hmm. I should be doing. Yeah, because from their point of view, it's you know they look at it as it can't be that difficult. Um, and working in retail and working with people, um, it, it's
0: complex. Most definitely because people are complex. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, totally agree. I get that a lot, too. Like, oh, it must be so nice. You shop with people's money all day long. And there's that's one aspect. But there's so much other stuff that comes into play with that. And like you said, there is a lot of math as far as reconciling all of these credit cards and financials of what I bought, what they paid for and making sure it all balances and matches up. Yes. So I definitely can relate to that component of it as well. But it's,
1: it's more in line of developing a strategy that where you can build high value clients and long term relationships.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so it, it's, it's a combination of, of um, you know, data mm-hmm. and gut.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed for sure. Uh, what is the biggest challenge you have faced in your career? Or one of the biggest maybe?
1: Um Oh gosh, there have been several. <laughs> <laughs> there have been several. so I, you know, um, I think it's number one, finding your voice, Yeah, when your voice is not the popular opinion. Okay. And being confident, and knowing what you what you what you know to be true, or what you know to be the right thing to do, yeah. um, versus what's expedient, right? Um, and being true to yourself, I think that that's the biggest challenge in anything that we do. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that definitely um, definitely agree. A lot of people either haven't found their voice sometimes, or it takes them a minute, or like you said, having the confidence to stand. 10 toes down and what you strongly believe in. So I love that. What is one of the most important lessons you've learned over these decades of working in this industry? Don't assume anything. Yep. That's good. That's good. But well, you know what they say about assumption anyway. So yes, yeah, I love that. I love that. What is one piece of advice you give someone wanting to Um, Be in this industry as far as like retail and management and working their way up the ranks, maybe to be um, the manager or district manager or whatnot of a, a major retailer. Be open, be open to opportunities and don't expect
1: that the opportunities present themselves in a perfectly wrapped box of your making. Yes. Right. So and sometimes do what's uncomfortable, jump into the uncomfortable, because that's where the real growth happens. Yeah. Now, oh, that's really good. Do you have mentors? Oh, my goodness. I, I would have gotten where I am today without mentors. I've had mentors throughout my whole professional life and still, um you know, in touch with mentors and rely on them to this day. And they present themselves differently in whatever stage of life that I'm in,
0: right, professionally. I love that. Um, I don't want to say, like, who's been the most important professional mentor, but are there, I guess, certain ones that you feel like what they've told you or imparted with you has really made an impact on how you've moved in your career?
1: um there's one in particular and you know for her um she it, she approached it or her coaching to me or her mentoring of me is holistic to who i am okay not to the role, not to the culture of the organization, not to the immediate challenge that I was dealing with, right. but really about, you know, holistic who I am and how, how I present or how I show up yeah. um, and, and helping me navigate through that. And, and that became like a, a friendship. It became a yeah. friendship.
0: I love that. And y'all are still um, in contact today? Yes. Absolutely. I love that. What is one piece? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I asked that question. My bad. What are, what occupation would you try, or if you could start a business, what would it be today? Like if you could start a business or some other occupation besides what you've done for the last 20 plus years, what would it be?
1: Today, Mm -hmm. I would figure out how AI. Mm-hmm. Um, wha- is, is evolving how we do our business and how we function as a society um, I'm very much interested in the evolution of that brings into mm-hmm. all aspects of our life right because that's what's yeah. coming yes. um, and then the other thing which is kind of crazy it's like mm-hmm. left brain right brain <laughs> um, but investing in farms like farm farms Farm, farm, food supply, food supply.
0: Wow. It's funny that you say that. I actually met a lady at a lunch for entrepreneurs, innovators. Mm -hmm. And that's what she does as far as like, she has farms and they make sure that the leftover, I guess everything they've harvested and planted, the leftover crop is not wasted because whatever the grocery stores and whatnot, if they're not bought, then it just goes to waste. So, they're helping to make sure that that food is not wasted from the farms.
1: That's which interesting. is
0: interesting because I've never heard of anything like that in my life. Well, you
1: know, you, you like I'm paying attention to what's going on in the world. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think if I were to venture into something completely different, I would think about what are the necessities.
0: Yeah. And, and what will be needed in the future. Very interesting farms, and then of course AI. I just read a really interesting article about AI in regards to fashion. Because normally, when I think about AI and VR, um, especially (laughs) since based on what you you how we met, um, I always think of it for um, our industry. So I just read a really good article about using AI for like virtual try on, as well as um, for retailers and how to incorporate it to make it convenient for the customers. You you should send that to me, please. Yes, I will. I will. Somebody sent it to me. I got interviewed by someone from Business of Fashion, and so they were asking me, of course, about the tech and metaverse. So we've become friendly, and so she um, sent me this article. I was like, hey, so what do you think of it? So um, it was interesting, and I thought they made some good points. Um, and I just was curious about how does it tie in with real life users? Because I know we a lot of times we have even with my event and show. It was a concept I came up with, but I didn't know what the response was going to be because you don't ever really know what something's going to do until you present it in real life to real people. And if they're interested or not interested, or if you're ahead of your time or right on time. So um, that is the component I'm always interested in because we have a lot of conversations about the abstract or concepts, but like, does it actually work in reality? If people are like, are people really going to buy into it or not? You just don't know. So um, I found it interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, but also
0: whenever there's
1: a change, you know, there are always going to be early adopters and then there are people that adopt
0: later on, but you still kind of continue the craft. Yeah. Yeah. I just think um, it has to be in a balance when you're running a business only because all of this stuff costs. Mm -hmm. And so for you to try to get a return on your investment, you got to know there's enough early adopters that it makes sense to make the investment, to make it happen. So um, it was an interesting article, and I'll definitely share it with you. And I'll even share the farm lady's um, info as far as maybe I can connect on LinkedIn. Um, because like I said, she was the first person I've ever met. I know of the company that makes sure all the food waste as far as from restaurants goes to, like, people who need food and homeless and all of the things. But I had never heard of it from the actual, you know, farm itself before it made it to the grocery stores and making sure that didn't go to waste. So I thought it was an interesting concept for sure. And that she was able to make it a business. Yeah. So these are my last questions. Again, thank you for your time. But uh, this is what three books, movies, or podcasts would you recommend for someone that is interested in the industry? Starting in the industry, growing, scaling, etc.
1: Oh, my. And the only reason
0: I ask is because everybody learns different. So you may have a book podcast. I mean, book referral or podcast. Or a movie, but you might not have all three, so I just want to give you the option. My goodness, I wasn't expecting that question. I to <laughs> Really think, answer really think, um, and really that was that's actually the last question. Uh, but it's just those three different ways that you could answer: it. <laughs> books, movies, or podcasts.
1: Um.
0: <laughs> oh goodness! Well, do you even have an idea of like what category that you would want to think you want to lean towards as far as like how you learn and what has some um, stood out to you? I think it's you know
1: anything that talks about how do you um, connect with people, right, and and developing emotional intelligence because I think a lot of us are so focused on scholastic education yes. and kind of thinking. But that without emotional intelligence only gets you
0: but so far. Uh, So agree. And life experience has actually been such a great teacher. I mean, I have two degrees, a bachelor's and a master's. But I've learned the most since I got out of college. (laughs) Yeah. So I would focus on that.
1: Um, I like the seven, like, I and this was like a while ago that I read this, um, Franklin Covey. And at the time they had like this whole management about time management, but mm-hmm. there was a book that he had and I think it was called like, um, habits, habits of highly effective people. Yeah. I have heard of that. Um, I don't remember the exact title, but it was something along those lines. Yes. Um, like that was good because it kind of gives you some discipline or roadmap or structure um, to approach because a lot of times people have great ideas and they just don't know how to start. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. They don't know how to start. Um, I think for fun, there was, oh my gosh, I don't even remember the name of the movie, but it was, it was a movie that um, the fashion was exquisite. Um, and it, it, it it was with Pierce Beard, uh, Pierce Bronson oh, yeah, and Renee, was it Renee? What's her name? Not Renee Zelliga, but it was someone else. Um, but basically, it was this guy was like a, a jewelry, like a master painting theft, like an art thief. Yes. Sophisticated. Um, but I remember just the fashion in that movie. Like every outfit, every scene, I just, my mouth would just drop open like,
0: oh my God, this
1: is gorgeous. So, um, you know, for me like when i look at movies like that's something that i notice yes Um, and i oh god i don't even remember the name
0: was it called the heist
1: no no the
0: thomas crown affair yes (laughs) (laughs) renee russo yes yes Yes. no i do remember that that was it was very uh luxurious hello
1: uh oh, did I lose you, Erica?
0: Hello? Yeah, no, I thought I, like
1: I lost you for a moment.
0: Yeah, I, uh, we lost each other for a second, and then it just popped back up, which is weird. But um, yes, the Thomas Crown Affair, um, and I think wasn't it ba- filmed in like Europe? And I was like, maybe that is why the fashion was what it was. Um,
1: yeah, there were some scenes that were in Europe, yeah. Hello. Uh- oh. Hello, hello, hello. Hello? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what happened?
0: I don't know. You heard me? I didn't and hear you. Did I just you hear heard... me? No, <laughs> I just heard Erica. That's it. <laughs> oh, no, I was saying um, I love movies with fashion as well. And now that I've worked as a costumer briefly, I've also, like, how they make it and behind the scenes, mm-hmm. I can appreciate it even more. Because there's a lot more that goes into it. First off, they don't mm-hmm. film movies. And the order that they actually play out. So you may be shooting the end of the movie at the beginning. Um, and then they put it all together. So it was it is very interesting to be able to see wardrobe. And how it plays as a character in itself almost to the movie. Yes, yes, yes. Especially yes. movies that are, you know, the look does matter as far as how it's put together. I kind of like the oceans. Um, the one when they did with the women not the men oh yeah Yeah. that fashion was nice too but I mean they were supposed to be stealing jewels from the Met Gala so
1: yeah that was good
0: too yeah yeah that was good just thinking off the top of my head and then the book Mm -hmm. I think it was the seven habits of highly effective people there you go yeah you see getting old (laughs) no by Stephen Covey I think yeah yeah Franklin Covey Stevie Covey one of them Yeah. yeah okay good yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense because, like you said, having both sides of the brain work, especially if you're an entrepreneur and a creative space, is that you still have to run a business, mm-hmm. and um, especially when you are working for yourself, and the budgets you have to, you know, be in charge of all of that, as well as the creativity, and you most likely have a smaller team, so it's not gonna be departments of people being able to do everything in the beginning. And yep. you having to wear multiple hats and know more than one thing beyond the being creative. Yeah. So I love that. Again, thank you for your time. Do you have any parting thoughts for us? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> have a great summer. <laughs> ah, thank you. I appreciate that. Look, do you want to give us any kind of sneak peek or hint into what you're going to do next? no <laughs> <laughs> okay well look when you're ready you can tell me personally we okay. won't share with the audience and I would love to support and of course stay connected as you continue you know your journey um and whatever you do and of course blessings and in, and in, in all of your future endeavors for sure thank you I had a great time thank, thank you, you. I enjoyed the conversation and you enjoy the rest of your summer and we'll chat soon all right bye. all right bye